Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Had our babysitter come over taking care of a five-year-old, and my five-year-old shooting little hoops there in the living room on her snappy little March Madness <laughs> bracket. You know, one of those kids' brackets. No, it's not a, not a bracket. It's a, a backboard. Thank it's you. A the hell of a, backboard. I got, well, there's yeah, a bracket, bracket on the line. damn backboard, frankly. There is. There is. And uh, our babysitter says, hey, man, is it uh, still March Madness or is it April Madness? I don't know, man. What the, what the hell happened? Were we just talking it does about? It seem to be a little late. We've gone. <laughs> obviously, the the championship weekend has been in April for a long time, but this seems to be way into April. I it's just, usually April first or second. Wasn't it last week we were just talking about thirty two teams or sixteen to hell? Got a championship <laughs> tomorrow night. Red Raiders taking on the Cavaliers. Man, you asked for it and you got it. How you doing, man? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Statman, how's that bracket doing? The, the bracket that you didn't make out. It's more like March sadness now <laughs> instead of March madness. Whoa, yeah. What? Why? If I was, if I had made out a bracket, I would have, I would have gone down the tubes the first weekend. <laughs> okay, but why? Na- why are you sad now? Do you are you not going to watch Texas Tech versus Virginia? If I got nothing else to do, I mean, who Ouch. wants to watch? If you're not at Texas Tech or at Virginia, who wants to watch that? Yeah, who wants to watch guys that stick around in college for three or four years, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point, you know. I mean, you, you you've seen them before. What do you want to watch them for again? Yeah, come on. Why not dudes that are 18, 19 years old? We're not just going to stick around for a year and get the hell out of here. Guys, we'll, yeah. we won't, we won't remember. One and done. What happened to I thought every I thought everything was supposed to be one and done. Those are the only championship contenders. Those are the only ones who could win. Those are the only ones who are worth watching. Mm. Which, by the way, stick around. Your stat man, Scat, in about 20 minutes, plays into that same scenario. We'll get to your stat man, Scott. Big show for you, man. Nothing but winners. Kyle Bush will be joining us in about 12 minutes. Your Bristol winner, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. Takumo Sato, your IndyCar Series winner, will be here in the Freak Nation. Uh, is he going to join us right around the 740 Pacific crash? I believe so. All right. And Mike Salinas. Who? Exactly. Top fuel winner from your four wide nationals. In Las Vegas. Yep. His first win ever. So that's that's why you are kind of alluding to who? Yeah, his first ever win comes at a four wide. That's just insane. You know what Alan Johnson Alan Johnson is his crew chief. And if you want to compare it to basketball, Alan Johnson's like Coach K or Ooh, yeah. Or Bill Belichick. Or you bring an Alan Williams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring Alan Johnson in to tune crew with your car and <laughs> You win races. Mike Salinas has not won a race in his entire time in the NHRA. Alan Johnson's part of his crew, and bam, he's got him win. It's bonkers. So we'll see if we can get 
freaking Alan Johnson on the phone with us as well. So, yeah, man, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in moments, your Crash Gladys Pit News and notes will be hanging out here in moments. Uh, Brad Kozlowski was it real happy with that restart and the penalty from NASCAR. However, a couple hours ago, Brad Kozlowski says, I'm going to go live or something of that nature. If he was going to go live on Twitter. And he was, yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? I, did, I didn't have a chance to watch it, but I did get the notification. Brad Kozlowski is now streaming live. <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I wasn't in the middle of doing some show prep and slash showering our daughter and oops, well, okay, can't catch it right now. Because I saw that restart, 15, under 15 laps to go, and that was a, that was one of those restarts that would, it was so evident. When you go three wide into certain corners, okay, Bristol, at the restart, it's not a restart, something's wrong here, man. So, what? yeah, I heard you from the other room. I heard you say, "Oh yeah, they'll wave that restart off. They'll they'll do it again." And then all of a sudden, I also hear you say, "Well, guess they're not going to do it again." Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that guy. And again, with uh, some some friends that we have on our daily show, we were we were talking about the some of the fouls or non fouls with the game last night. Uh, with was it Tech and UVA? Yeah, it was Tech yes. and Virginia that. The, Fouls to no, me. Who did Virginia play? It's Tech. They played Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. Sorry. Yeah. So, so it was Michigan. What the hell was it? Michigan State played Tech last night. I don't know what was the. Okay, was it? It was Auburn. It was Auburn and Virginia, where it's so subjective when it comes to fouls in basketball. I thought today with the restart that hell, there's no subjective to it. It's going to happen. We're going to reset. Come back at you. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates to Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How you doing? Big show for you, new affiliates. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Coming up in about seven minutes, Kyle Bush, your winner from Bristol. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Takuma Sato, IndyCar Series winner, right around 40 past the hour. And Mike Salinas, NHRA Top Fuel winner from the Four Wide Nationals in Vegas. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Statman, sorry about this. We're going back about 15, 16 years <laughs> with Rick Mears. My man. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't That's aged good. a day. You sound just fine, but... Yep, there's a. Oh, there, no. Then there's then there's Kenny Sargent. Oh God. Yep. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's coming up with your freaking flashback. Can we flashback. hear the long hair in the background? No, you can't. Boy. You can certainly hear the uh, the Texan. Crash Glass Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com find more information on your tires, Crasher. All right, Supercross raced in Nashville this weekend, and no, no trees were needed to be chopped down to bring the dirt bikes to town as. I don't know if you've heard this yet. Trees were indeed cut down to accommodate the NFL draft in three weeks. Yeah, I'm not kidding. They had to cut down trees to fit some of the NFL stuff. In. Okay, whatever. Racing where the Titans play, it was Eli Tomac with the 450 win. Cooper Webb still hanging on to his points lead. And in the 250s, your winner was Martin Davalos. Austin Forkner with the East Series points lead. Across the Tennessee State in Bristol was where NASCAR was playing around. Christopher Bell with the 300-lap Xfinity victory and... I don't know. Some guy named Kyle Busch won in Cup. 
His third win on the year, 54th Cup win overall. He's now tied with Lee Petty, 10th on the all-time Cups Cup wins list. A bit further south was the IndyCar weekend at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. Turned out to be almost flawless for the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team as they qualified 1-2, and then Takuma Sato went on to dominate the race from pole position to win. Also sticking with open wheel, let's talk about Lewis Hamilton and what he did with his brother this weekend, supporting his brother in the British Touring Car Championship. Okay, he tweeted a lot of great pictures and talked about how his brother inspires him. In case you didn't know, Nicholas Hamilton has cerebral palsy. And yes, he raced this weekend. Amazing story. Your winners on the weekend, Josh Cook, Andrew Jordan, Tom Chilton. And HRA raced in Vegas. Your winners, Mike Salinas, J.R. Todd, Bill Butner, and Hector Arana Jr. Kyle Busch next in the Freak Nation Lucas All Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. 
A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night in Lucas Oil Studios. Kyle Bush, your winner from Bristol, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle, curious, 10 years ago, if the same thing would have happened to you on lap two, getting spun, what would Kyle Bush have done in the car 10 years ago versus what the hell you did today? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I'd like to think I could have done the same thing. You know, 10 years ago is a long time. We won a lot of pieces that back in 2008, so uh, 2009, whichever year you want to pick there. But, um, you know, we... We've had, um, you know, a successful season so far, and uh, we knew coming to Bristol that we were going to be one of the guys to beat. We knew we just needed to keep our focus, and we'd have a good race car. Um, it wasn't quite the race car that we'd expect to have here. Uh, we just couldn't make up speed there on the short run, but certainly the long run was where it was at for us. Would you have so much damage to the rear end of your cup car, Kyle Bush? Is there that much of an effect at Bristol versus, uh, you know, a two-mile, two-and-a-half-mile track? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... At Bristol, it's way smaller of an effect than if it was at a big track. In a big track, you'd actually have to probably fix the tail panel or something. I know there's a rule that you have to have your tail panel um, in place at mile and a half and above. But here, you know, if it would have got knocked off, we could have taken it off. It probably would have helped us even more. Kyle Busch is the winner of the NASCAR race at Bristol this weekend. Kyle, what is it about the Toyotas this year? Your car and all the other Toyotas seem to be a little bit quicker than all the rest of the field. Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's kind of us and uh, and the Penske guys. You know, it seems like the Penske guys are pretty fast. They certainly have had um, their eye on the prize here the last few weeks, last few races. And actually, the four car was really fast today. But he just got he got behind early, and um, and he kind of got messed up there, having to be lapped down and stuff. But overall, um, you know, that's just the way the season's kind of gone. It's been Gibbs, it's been Penske. So. Fortunately, um, you know, we're on the Gibbs front, and, and we've had some fast Toyotas, and carrying these Skittles colors to Victory Lane is pretty cool. Kyle, is there a certain preparation for Bristol where it's full speed ahead for three and a half or four hours versus another track like California Speedway or IMS where the straights are longer and the pace doesn't seem to be as intense? Uh, no, I mean, every week you kind of do your same preparations. You know, you go to the shop, you have your team meetings, and then you have um, – uh, your, your paperwork, your homework uh, that, that we call it, that we have to do during the week. Sometimes you watch film. Uh, other times when you um, are going to some racetracks where it's a bit more challenging, you know, you look at some data specs and things like that. Uh, but uh, overall, I wouldn't say Bristol you put any more emphasis on, no. Oh, heck yeah, it is. Now, the key point of this race, I would say, was you guys staying out with about 20-some-odd laps to go. Whose decision was that? Was that yours or the crew? Uh, that was Adams. He, um, he kind of sees things a little bit differently and has a different perspective than I do when it comes down to that stuff. I'd always want to have tires, but, um, you know, knowing that there was only 15 laps to go and, and knowing that there were going to be other people that were going to, uh, stay out possibly with us, you know, you kind of got to take that gamble that, that just puts you in a better predicament for being able to hold off the guys that do come and get tires. And how difficult was it driving on relatively older tires? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I thought that we fired off on the restart pretty good, and I got a couple car lengths on my brother there, and then uh, he started to, to work the top lane of the racetrack and started to run me back down a little bit, so I had to go to do the same thing and get to the top to try to stretch my way back away from him, and so it was interesting there. It was a little game of cat and mouse for a little while, and, um, you know, had some fun. Kyle Bush, are you aware just how mad your brother is that you beat him? Well, 
Yes and no. I mean, I've been down that road before, too, where he's supposed to let in a Legends car race, and he didn't, and I was really, really mad. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Kyle Bush, you're winning for Bristol, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Was there ever a time that you would let Kurt win a race? Absolutely not. Why? <laughs> and like Kurt said post-race today, he would have crashed Kyle to win today. So, yeah, neither one of these guys. These are two of the most competitive in the entire field. No Is that way. true? Is that true? Would Kurt erect your ass? Uh, I don't know. He says he would. So, I guess now I got free reign to go back on him anytime I'm behind him. <laughs> yes, you do. Kyle Bush joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, KB. You got it. Thank you, guys. Right on. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, jeez. Is, is that the Bush Brothers theme song? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Hell no. I mean, not just a little love tap, but to send your brother up in the catch fence. Why not? <laughs> no, not <laughs> That's quite that That's more far. than their theme song. That's their brand, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It is pretty amazing, though, how they are the winningest. What was the stat we saw today? The winningest duo, the winningest brothers, brothers. at that track. I mean, obviously now more than the Waltrips and more than who else are we? Labontes. No, the Labontes. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Who else could you throw in there? Labontes, Waltrips, Burtons. No, Burton. Yeah. Burtons. I don't know about the Waltrips. Daryl alone, what he's won. Uh, Nine out of 14 or six out of 14, something like that. So, yeah, you know. it would be all Daryl, no Michael. <laughs> it really would. You know, Statman, speaking of Michael, you have this saying where so and so, they didn't win the race. They were just lucky enough to be up front when the race ended. <laughs> that is Michael Waltrip's resume to the fullest. Yeah, well, we don't want to go too deep into that conversation. <laughs> that no. It gets. It gets real ugly, yeah. But yeah, he won once in the rain, and it you know went downhill from there. One of the things, again, as we could, as we've seen over the last five or six years, is the paid attendance at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. Again, mm-hmm. the three of us have been there. We've been there on this the the Saturday night racing, and we've Statman, been there when it was sold out, when it was just absolutely impossible to get in and out of that place, and the campgrounds were packed for miles upon miles it's just it's to me it's sad to see what we saw today and what we have been seeing over pretty much the last decade it's the end zones of the track where they roped them off it's 145,000 seats in bristol and there were probably i were there even 50 thousand there today i don't know they'll probably say there were but there were there was a time when it was so full that the the fans cheering in the grandstands you could feel the breeze in the infield yeah and that's and if you go back to the bitching and moaning about nascar about these cookie cutter mile and a half these 2 mile tracks you look at Again, there was some fun racing at this track today, and, mm-hmm. and Fox did yeah, a good. This is not a cookie cutter. Fox did Fine. a good job today, getting some of the the guys back in the tenth to twentieth positions battling. They did a good job with that, and it's the short course racing that what everybody's raised on. Whether it's sprint cars, whether it's dirt late models or stock cars, I mean that's what they're raised on, and someone enjoyed that race today versus. 
wanting to take a damn nap. But look at the crowd there. That was just, that was a kick in the groin for what it they sure had to do. It sure seems strange with, um, even at Bristol, there was just nobody there. And, you know, you're right. There were, when we've been there, people were walking around and just at 7 o'clock in the morning for a race that started at 7 o'clock at night. And the place was packed. But now it's almost like you could walk up and buy a ticket on game day and walk right in. It was it was crazy, and it was sad. It, it, it looked more sad in those hundred and uh, what it, probably 140,000 seats now. They've taken some out. Right. It was sadder looking at that than it was looking at some of the, you know, the big tracks where there's few people. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it just, something's happening and and nascar's got to be seeing this and this new guy that's taking over they changed the schedule around they've got to understand that they've got to change something about what's happening with the series because it's swirling around the bowl at the moment yeah we, we will continue to bang the drum like we have for in our almost our entire 19 years of existence that let's just be honest no track and this bristol this weekend proved it no track deserves two races on the schedule. Every track should be one and done and make that one weekend huge. Just figure something out. Whether it is another thing we've been banging the drum about, whether it is a, a double up with NHRA or a double up with IndyCar, just make the weekends well worth the money for people. And don't you dare go. It, even Daytona probably should not get a second race. No track should get a second race. Shorten the damn schedule and make the drivers happy again. They don't have to travel their entire lives. I'm curious, and I'll bring this up. Let's take a break. You got your Statman scat coming up. Talk about old dudes. Not Statman, but the scat. <laughs> I, I'm curious why we're seeing such a decline, and I think I might have part of the answer. That's next. But first, your Statman scat, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. It's not often that NASCAR racing compares with stick and ball sports, but here's a stretch. The NCAA men's basketball final is Monday night between Texas Tech and Virginia. Two teams with a blend of experienced upperclassmen and talented, inexperienced freshmen. In fact, only two teams made up of inexperienced, one-and-done freshmen have ever won the title, Kentucky in 2012 and Duke in 2015. Apparently, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson were right. Old age and treachery always overcomes youth and skill. In NASCAR racing, it's personified in Joey Logano. He didn't win Sunday at Bristol, but each of the last six years, his average finishing position has improved. That includes the championship he won last year. Logano has gone a long way from the Rookie of the Year days in 2009 when everyone hated him because of his driving. Now they just hate him because he's a champion. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now. 
now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. In my yard, I'm a grill master. But weeds have invaded this backyard barbecue kingdom. With Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, you can thicken your lawn and kill over 50 pesky weeds guaranteed. Because Scott's Weed Grip technology is twice as effective on dandelions and clover as it used to be. So you can defeat invaders and green up your grass. It's my secret recipe for a great-looking lawn. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a bag of Scott's Weed and Feed today. Wait, what? You're listening to the game on the radio? What is this, the Roaring Twenties? Are you doing the Charleston after every bucket? Get with the times, like the last 80 years. Sports were meant to be watched beside fellow fans and saucy wings and frosty beers. You can't roar on a radio. You need TVs on TVs on TVs. Save the AM, FM for public radio and snow delays. Get to B-dubs and yell like a real fan at TVs and people's faces. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Please drink responsibly. up this morning with the sun down shining in I found my mind in a brown Lucas Hall Studios Speed Freaks on a Sunday night thank you guys for hanging out Takuma Sato coming up at 40 past the hour your IndyCar Series winner he'll be in here we're going back about 15 years with Rick Mears three time kart champion IndyCar champion whatever you want to refer to yeah it's all called when they merged the series, they merged all the record books. It's all called IndyCar. Got now. it. Yep. So, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll be joining us on a freaking flashback uh, next hour. This segment brought to you by good friends at Bubba Burger. You got a big old party going off next weekend? Do yourself a favor, your friends and family a favor, and grab yourself some Bubba Burger. Frozen food section, your favorite grocery store, bacon, cheddar, jalapeno, 100% Angus, Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. So you look at those stands today in Bristol for the NASCAR Cup race. Xfinity, you could hit a golf ball 30 times and not hit anybody in the race yesterday. (laughs) 
in. <laughs> you, I went back to, I believe this is the race that we went to, Statman Crasher. I think it was 2005. We went to the night race at Bristol. Okay, so August. Mm-hmm. And look at, listen to these names that were there. And this race was sold out, 140,000 plus, right? I'm going to go down to the bottom for for a couple that didn't finish the race, right? Casey Kane, Ryan Newman, Robbie Gordon, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson. Wait, these guys did not finish the race? Kyle Busch finished 33rd. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Dale Jarrett at 31st, Jimmy Spencer, 28, Terry Labonte, 27, Carl Edwards at 24, you got Bobby Labonte in there, then you get in the top 20, top 15, top 15, Michael Waltrip, Scott Wimmer, Elliot Sadler, Kurt Busch, Dylan Hart Jr., Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Ricky Rudd, Greg Biffle, Jeff Burton, Matt Kenseth. Listen to those names. A lot of names are gone. I thought it was just... A few, but wow. It's not just Jeff Gordon and, and Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's a lot of drivers that Stat are Statman, now you have Landon Castle, Corey LaJoy, Matt Tift, Daniel Hemrick, Michael McDowell, David Reagan, Ryan Priest, Matt DiBenedetto, Chris Buescher, Ty Dillon, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Paul Menard, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Ricky Stenhouse. You go to the top of the leaderboard stat, man, and it, it, there's no way this rivals it. Yeah, you got Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blano, Blano, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Kurt Busch, and then you know, there's there's two things that are happening there. Uh, the primary one is probably that new guys coming in in the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series don't get a chance to build a fan base because they can't win because all the more experienced uh, uh, cup guys are coming down and taking the places from them. That's number one. Hmm. But I think number two is a hidden agenda that the own team owners don't want to pay for the experienced guys to drive their cars. So the, the experienced guys don't want to come and you end up probably with uh, guys that are bringing money with them and buying the seats. I, that You'd hate to think that's what's happening in the Cup Series, but it's happening everywhere else in racing, so why not in Cup? And, you know, there's those, those are two heavy weights on having those big names stick around for another year or so. But the reason the team owners don't want to pay the big money to the experienced drivers is because they can't get that big money anymore out of sponsorships. I mean, that heyday left when the market crashed around, what, 08, 07, 08? So, yeah, it is, it's kind of a chicken-egg scenario. But, yeah, the bottom line is name recognition pretty much gone. It's, I don't know that it's – I don't know if it's chicken and egg. They, they charge too much for the – sponsors the the what they're charging is not commensurate with the tv ratings and the attendance i don't care how much they try to put it off on social media and uh the you know there's there's just it's just not the same thing there was a time 
when they were charging 35 to 50 million for a season. Mm -hmm. And that money's just not there. And not even a fraction of that is there. So uh, it, imagine what's going to happen when the big names that are there now, when the Kevin Harvick's and the Jimmy Johnson's, when those people leave, when they go out the top, there's not going to be anybody around uh, to take their place. It's going to be a Kyle and Kurt Busch parade, and the rest of it is uh, going to be a bunch of who they. Listen to this. These are your team owners at the time, and this is back before they limited how many cars you could have. Right. Jack Roush had, in that race, had five in the top 16. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You had the Wood Brothers racing with Ricky Rudd, Penske racing south with Rusty Wallace, Haas CNC racing with Mike Bliss, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, BAM racing, MB2 Motorsports with Joe Nemechek, Robert Yates Racing, Bill Davis Racing, Morgan McClure Motorsports, hmm. Evernham Motorsports, Penske Jasper Racing. <laughs> Listen to all this. You these still haven't ownership. said Team Hendrick either. Uh, or Joe Gibbs, did you? Uh, no, I haven't. You got Joe Gibbs. Yeah, Joe Gibbs, Petty Enterprises, oh. Chip Ganassi. I already said Arnold. Mo did I say Arnold Motorsports? Jimmy Spencer running for Arnold Motorsports? P PPI Motorsports? Oh, PPI, I remember that. They had an IndyCar team and an NASCAR team. Robbie Gordon Motorsports. <laughs> Michael Waltrip Racing with Johnny Benson Jr. Okay, at you've, the helm. you've already announced almost double the teams that are around these days. Yeah. Wow. Even the back markers that I mentioned in there would run a full season. Another example, we've got Mike Salinas joining us at 12 past the hour next hour. Exactly. Mike Salinas. It's not a Schumacher team. It's not a John Force team. It's a it's a mid-pack, uh, perceived bottom feeder, but you bring in Allen Johnson. Top fuel team in yeah, NHRA. That none, none, of these, none of these NASCAR teams from, shoot, uh, I'm looking at Stenhouse, like 15 or 16 on down are going to win a damn race. But in the NHRA, you got a dude that's probably got a fifth of the budget that John Force does to run a top fuel car, winning a race. Yeah, that's a that's another issue, Kenny. That is wonderful about drag racing. In fact, you were there when we were in a corporate suite, and they were talking about how much money it cost to go on the cars that we were watching race, and we told them that they could get. The same visibility <laughs> for a tenth of the money in drag racing. And they all looked at each other like, what have we done? You, you remember that conversation? Yes. Yep. That was that was crazy. That was crazy. When they're paying $35 million to go on a, on a cup car that might go out on lap two or lap ten, and you could put – three and a half million to, and now maybe five million into uh, Schumacher or uh, any of the other teams and be there all day and probably win. You could probably buy the Salinas team with well, this is a great deal with Alan Johnson. And this is not the last time he's going to win this year, I would bet. So uh, it just costs too much money for your return if you're buying in the Cup Series. And how do you put a cap on that successfully? 
Because every race, you know, these top-tier teams are pushing the limit, cheating. A little flange over here, a little juice over there, a little tug and pull over here. No, no, no. Michael Waltrip's not in the series anymore. <laughs> There's no more jet fuel going on. <laughs> Forgot about that jet fuel. Either. Yeah. Again, we could go on and on about Michael C. Waltrip. Mm. We'll, uh, He's got a pretty big belly now these days. Saw that at ISM Raceway mm-hmm. back in November, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll leave it at that, Crasher. Yep, yep. Freak Nation, coming up next hour. Well, I'm not for next hour. Uh, his name is Takuma Sato, coming up in about five minutes. IndyCar Series winner from Barbert Motorsports Park in Statman's home state of Alabama. Sweet home. Yeah. How long have you been in Alabama, Statman? <laughs> I was in Alabama about uh, 15 minutes once until the uh, state highway patrol chased me out. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MAVTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MAV-TV is motorsports. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty, juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freaks since 2001. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios is where we do this thing from. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks. On a Sunday night, the website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, on Twitter and Facebook. Kublin Sato, your winner from Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama, joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And you were asked about this, I believe, yesterday when you grabbed the poll. Friday or Saturday when you grabbed the poll, whatever the hell that was. Seven out of nine times the poll winner went on to win the race. Do you remember what you said when someone said, what do you plan to do tomorrow? <laughs> um, well, I mean, obviously the front row is the best possible position to, to and the closest position for the winning race. But you know, the given given that the how IndyCar is competitive in the field, uh, it's it's uh, it's never able to predict. But but today it was such a clean race, and uh, you know, I was able to to driving really hard, and and the car was superb. So uh, it was a beautiful day. Well, Takuma, I mentioned seven out of nine times the pole winner went on to win the race, and you you did just that. Is that a, an indication on the track itself? Is it not a pass-friendly track, or is it that the guys up front just that they just know the track a lot better? Well, I think I think as you said, I mean, there's a science behind. I mean, of course, this track is extremely difficult to get put everything together, and not just you know just one you know element of the uh, mechanical group. This is just a whole about balance. And whoever does a good job for the weekend, uh, for the uh, building up the package to the qualifying, for sure the car is working very well under the condition. Now, of course, it can be wet and can be completely the wind direction, 180 degrees difference. That makes a different uh, scenario. But this weekend, it was a very consistent. Yes, the wind direction was changing in 90 degrees all the time. But, you know, I think uh, the, the, the team did a tremendous job to put everything together, and Graham and I was able to drive in, in, in a higher level. I think that is why this is the track. Possibly you can, you can see the good car, good, you know, the, the, who, whoever does a good job. I think it's just a trend is, is a continue to, to the Sunday. Um, now, of course, when you go to the oval or go some of the three courses, it can be a completely different scenario and because of due to, due to the yellow flags and Things get changed, but today I think it was one of the uh, clean races, so that's why I think we were very competitive. Takuma Sato, IndyCar winner today from Alabama, Barber Motorsports Park. Takuma, you talk about this track requiring such good balance. How terrified were you when you went off track into the grass <laughs> and how that upset your balance with just a few laps to go? I know, right? I, it was totally unnecessary, of course, I know that. But, the, uh, you know, Scott and, and our... We, we were racing in very close, you know, between 1.5 to 2.1 seconds in, in the last 25 laps. And uh, it was intense. And uh, I had to push it so hard, too, that I had a little moment into the turn eight. Now, of course, I was uh, forcing to come back in the track and, and, and uh, not to, to going off. But I knew 
it's just the, the, the easiest way and the, the minimizer lift is just a straight on. So it looks spectacular, you know, going into the dust, but I know I can come back. So it wasn't that hard, but the, uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the almost uh, the heartbreaking to the, uh, my boss, Bobby Lejo. This is all, okay, yes, Bobby Rahal, one of the bosses, but this is all David Letterman. You know that David Letterman needs to come to every single race the rest of the year <laughs> to give you and Graham this mojo. I know. We, we, we love to see David, of course, in the many races as possible. And uh, honestly, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't coming to planning on the come to attend this race. But after, you know, Graham and I locked out in the front row yesterday, he just can't miss it. So he decided to jump in a plane and then come into the uh, to the grid. So it was fantastic to see it. And of course, you know, it, it was giving him the Ari Barstow presentist today. So uh, uh, it was it was a great day for us. Could you grow a beard like David Letterman? <laughs> well, um, not me, but I mean, the, uh, that, 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 that he's a side now. And uh, of course, uh, we missed the one another, you know, big boss, Mike Lanninger, who uh, in Europe at the moment, so he couldn't attend. But uh, you know, we're all happy, and uh, it was a great, you know, the uh, the credit to the team because obviously, you know, without them, the support in you know, and I, I think we weren't able to be that much competitiveness. So it was a great team effort. Takuma Sato is the winner of the IndyCar race at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. Takuma, when a teammate goes out with a problem, do you ever worry that that problem might hit your car? I knew he had a problem, and um, you know, after he basically failing off from the top group, so uh, but I really tried to not think about it and just you know, you, you need to keep it cool and dealing what you're having and um, just uh, just to do the job. So. Uh, Obviously, one time we had a little bit of struggle on the pit stop, on the first pit stop, and took like ages to, to, to come out the tires. But, you know, we still make a great margin for the first stint. So uh, it wasn't uh, a massive penalty for us. And uh, I think in the second pit stop, the, the boys did a fantastic job. So, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything for the, um, for the uh, negative things. And, and, uh, and hopefully we were, we were able to, 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 you know, to, how can I say, achieve what we wanted. Do you realize you're old enough to be Colton Herta's father? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm twice as age as his, uh, but uh, it's nice to see the uh, such a super Luke kids come on board and the new generation. And uh, obviously, Colton did a fantastic job as well with the Felix. He's uh, doing a you know uh, impressive job all the weekend, and uh, you know it's, it's nice to see it. On beside, you know, Scott, myself, and Tony's and you know forties drivers also, you know can't be beaten all the time, so, uh, you know, we're trying. That's uh, the great, great name of the sport. You are so old, man. You're oh, so stop old. <laughs> Kenny's older than you, by the way. All of us are. Takuma <laughs> Sato, your winner from Barber, IndyCar Series winner. Takuma, congratulations, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. So old. And, and playing to Statman's scat, with the age of these three dudes, you have Scott Dixon, who got him a podium at 38. You have Sebastian Bourdais at 40. To come, to Takuma Sato. Takuma Sato at 41. 42, excuse me. Don't forget Tony Kanan in his 40s as well. But where did he finish? He didn't have a great day today. Right. I'm just talking about the top three. Okay, yeah. Where? Oh, oh, the exact podium. Okay, I see what you're saying. A a very demanding race (laughs) for for, uh, road course racing. It's a demanding race, Statman. And at that age, those three dudes beating some guys that are you know, 10, 15, or uh, twice the age of, like, Colton Herta. I mean, that's, what is it, what does that say about either the series or the, them as individual drivers? Well, it says everything, just like I hinted at in the, not hinted, but 
That's what I talked about in the scat. Takes experience, especially an Indy car on a road course. It's where you have to brake and accelerate and shift gears. It's not like an oval track where you uh, just get up to speed and keep your foot on the floor and hope for your downforce to keep you on the track. Uh, it's just you got to have experience to do that. Uh, they'll probably find the same thing at Long Beach next week where you, you it's a, more of the same. You have to net just you have to have the discipline to stay off the wall all weekend. That's, you know, so yeah, it's going to be the, the old farts that are going to win for a few races now. What was the phrase you used in your Statman scat? Something uh, uh, Willie old Nelson? Age, old Jennings. age and treachery. Yeah. Old age and treachery will, will beat the youth and skill all the time. <laughs> And that's what, again, that's what happened with three guys. And, and again, these cars are so difficult to drive. And on this road course, for those three older dudes, and, and it wasn't a a highly yellow or caution flag race. No, just one, I believe. Yeah, this, yeah, this so was a was, rough race. Yeah, there was no chance to compress the field. Because of debris uh, that they found on the track somewhere. <laughs> so they have to, uh, you have to know what you're doing. That's what I keep saying. Take some of this power out of the car. Take some of the downforce out of the all race cars and force the drivers to drive. Not just put their foot on the floor and hold on until uh, their adhesion with the road uh, is broken. You've got a guy like Takumo Sato who has won at Long Beach. He won it six years ago in 2013, going into Long Beach next week. And curious, this there's no undulation at this track, zero, unlike at Barber Motorsports Park. Curious, Crash, Statman, your take. Do you think it, this also bodes well for these older drivers? Oh, yeah, without question. That's what I'm saying, that they know how to drive as opposed to the young guys who just go out there and, and, uh, hang on. And, you know, they think driving is fast and it's Scott Dixon and his five championships. It's a perfect example of that. He probably could have pressed Sato a little bit more today, but he got second place points and, uh, never had to worry about crashing the car. So yeah, I mean, that, that's wisdom. That's not just going out there and trying to win. Yeah, and there's something to be said for Long Beach and just how narrow that street circuit is. It's, I know the season kicked off with the St. Pete Grand Prix, and that's a street circuit, but Long Beach is even narrower. And so, yeah, it does take wisdom. It does take experience to know when to actually make a smart pass or else you are going to end up in the concrete. So, yeah, it, that old age and treachery thing is going to come to play again next week in Long Beach. You're going to yeah, see imagine, it, Kenny. Uh, imagine what would have happened the mistake that Sato made to go off the track when Dixon yeah. was chasing him, if he'd have made that at, at turn nine, ten, or eleven at Long Beach, or uh, any of the other going around the the fount, water fountain, uh, yeah, right. I mean, it, there would have been huge problems for him. But at a road course, you can make that mistake. Wonder, I don't really wonder. I don't spend my time wondering about what. Shashevsky does, Coach K does, or what he's going to do with his future. But curious on his take with 
these one and dones that just aren't getting it done for him. He's about winning freaking championships. And it's it's tough to turn on something that you've been synonymous with and one and dones. And that whether it's Kansas or Kentucky or Duke, you look at these guys, those three dudes that finished ahead of all these young punks in the IndyCar series race, your stat man scat when it comes to mentioning, yeah, it's the, the the rule of sports, I don't know what the percentages are, but when it comes to your tenure in that sport, if it's if it's 50% of your athletic ability or 25%, I don't know. But certainly with those three guys and their history in the sport, their veteran driving capabilities versus, you know, that I think that's what was so amazing about Colton Herta coming out at CODA and winning at 18 years old. It just doesn't freaking happen. Yeah, and what gave, well, no, not necessarily Colton a leg up at CODA, but he did test there. I mean, but then again, everybody tested there. So, yeah, how was Colton able to shine there and then not have as great of a, a weekend at Barber Motorsports Park? It's, ooh, it's a tricky sport. When he joined us on the show, I don't know if you guys made note of this, very seldom. After the Austin win. Right, thank you. Very seldom do we have a driver come on and talk about how tired they are. Yes. Here's an 18-year-old talking about how tired he was. That was one of the first things that that stuck out in my mind when he was telling us that. I'm like, oh, whoa, you got to get ready for some serious physical training if you're going to stay in the sport for the next couple of decades. And there we go, like what Takuma Sato does to work out. He's, he's, a, he's a machine. Same with Tony Kanaan. Same with Sebastian Bourdais and Scott, Scott Dixon. He's Iceman. He runs triathlons. It's it's insane. So, yeah, it's and then again, that's the old guys that know you got to work out like a banshee in order to be good at the sport. And Jimmy also Jim- to be good at the end of the race the end, right. when you're you're gone physically and emotionally, and you still have to be there uh, intellectually, if you could say that, uh, to get the car down the down the track. I think it was Sebastian Bourdais that told us this at Indy about four or five years ago that the IndyCar medical team. Beginning of the season, several times throughout the season, and then again at the end of the season because they keep they want to keep all the baselines for all the you know the head injuries that may or may not come at them throughout the season, but also for the physical element of it. That in their training for the, with these medical tests, they have to go through this vigorous spin bike session, and then they have to take a math test, and then they go back on the bike, and then they do something like geography or something like that it's it's all to see how fresh your mind is after wearing yourself out physically because you're right that is a key component to indycar it's i think it's it's key in a lot of motorsports but indycar more specifically because of how delicate the car is and how you cannot be even an inch away from your your competitor or else all hell's gonna break you know what's happening this weekend saturday night is the richmond race it's the toyota owners 400 that's for nascar and on Tuesday, Monday, Monday. Yes, uh, the yeah, I think it's Monday. Tomorrow. A week from Monday, okay. the Monday following that Saturday night race, Jimmy Johnson's running his first marathon, the Boston Marathon. It's a great oh, article on Jimmy Johnson. Oh, he's doing Boston this year. Great article Jeez. on Jimmy Johnson in the latest Rolling Stone, I believe it is. Is it Rolling Stone? Yeah. Where he's never he's won he's run three or four triathlons, but it never a marathon. 
And Never. he got ex- he had to qualify for Boston. Oh, yeah. They, you can't just they run let, Boston. They let him in on his times or on his celebrity. No, you, it, they don't have celebrities in, in Boston. You ha- Every single person has to qualify. So, yeah. And, and we've seen, I mean, if you follow Jimmy Johnson on Instagram or any form of social media, he has done, Kenny, he's done several marathons before. But like you said, he's also done triathlons. But doing Boston is a different kind of marathon. It's just, it's this, this article says he's never done a marathon. He's done half marathons. And he's done three triathlons, if I remember correctly. Done a tri, but there's a marathon inside a triathlon. No, no, not there's not a 26 them. mile race. Oh, that's yeah, just the Iron Man. Yeah. Hmm. My point hmm. is this: Jimmy Johnson is an elder statesman in NASCAR, yeah. yet he's going to run a three and a half, four hour race Saturday night, and under 48 hours later, he's running a 26 mile marathon. <laughs> sure another day at the office but then again race car drivers aren't athletes Mm-mm. okay okay freak nation coming up next hour mike salinas your nhra top fuel winner he'll be joining us going to go way back about 15 years with rick mears three-time indycar series champion back in the day your stat man scat follow us on twitter at speed freaks facebook the website speedfreaks.tv might even play that kyle bush again bottom next hour, right? right. More Freaks coming up, Lucas Hall Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Non-attorney spokesperson, ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-543-4689 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-543-4689 now. Again, 800-543-4689. That's 800-543-4689. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. 
Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Big second hour for you, Freak Nation. Rick Mears. Open wheel fans, you know that guy. Three IndyCar Series championships. How many times Indy 500 crasher? Four. What? Rick Mears. Only three drivers in the history, the 103-year history of the Indy 500. Only three drivers have won it four times. That's Rick Mears, A.J. Foyt, and Alan Sir Sr. Elio Castroneves is trying to become the next one. It's not easy. So, Rick Mears, 15, 16 years ago, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation on a freaking flashback. Also this hour, Mike Salinas, who is the NHRA top fuel winner from the four wide nationals in Las Vegas. Statman, did you catch any of that today on FS1 by any chance? No. Between watching NASCAR and IndyCar and uh, women's basketball and doing (laughs) other stuff and living, I didn't have a chance to look yeah, I didn't have a chance to look at the four wides. I, I'm, I, I, four wides, I don't like that much anyway. I, even if really? I knew it was on, I don't. I just don't like it. No. Yeah, Statman's not a fan of four wides. Why though? It's four wide. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's okay. four guys, and the winner, you know, the guy that loses and not necessarily go on the trailer. He gets to move on or whatever. It does. It just doesn't make sense to me. Kind of a simple guy. I got oh, a winner okay. and loser. Well, except for the final round, there's an absolute one winner and then three losers. But for the other rounds, you don't like how two move on and two can't. Yeah, I mean, it, okay. it just I gotcha. it it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, why mess up a good thing? So, your four wide nationals winner, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Salinas, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And again, if you don't know it. Four wide is it's four straight ahead drag racers. 
you've got 10,000 horsepower in one. you got 40,000 horsepower in one race. They've been doing this for for many years in Charlotte, only a couple of years in Vegas, but none of us have still been to one, have we? Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll, Statman, maybe you'll change your mind when you go see one live and you have no eardrums left. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that. Think about how much horsepower is there in four cars. 40,000 horsepower. Now, does that equal the starting field? Starting lineup in Bristol by any chance? Let's say 750 horsepower per car. Well, they 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 try to say 900, but uh, let's let's say yeah, 750 horsepower times 40 is a little less than uh, 40,000. They don't <laughs> so have a Bristol- thousand horsepower. <laughs> they don't yeah, have you're a right. Thousand, yeah, so, so Bristol thir- had yeah, less horsepower. That's 30,000 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> So the starting lineup of 40-some-odd cars at Bristol is less horsepower than just four cars in NHRA. In one race in NHRA. And just if you've never seen an NHRA race, to kind of give you a, a sense of how fast these cars are, for one... Uh, at, at least intentionally, these not one of these cars have ever run out that engine, meaning they, they've shut off at a 1,000 feet or a quarter mile back in the day. And they've talked about how if they went back to a quarter mile, they'd eclipse 350 miles an hour. That's a quarter mile. If you ran these guys out at a 1,000, excuse me, at a, they, there was no way. They would disintegrate. There's so much GDAM horsepower. I mean, you can run out a cup car. You floor it at Daytona for three and a half, four hours. You could do it the crashed. same with do the crash same thing for IndyCar. The crash when you were at the top of the track doing the announcing, how many of those cars came in? The engines they had blown all they the gaskets were on fire and all the engines and you know they had to put the fire out. Uh, oh, you, you don't see that. All the time. Yeah, you don't see any of that. It, I loved being at the top end. And for a couple of years there, they put grandstands down there as well. Now, you're not going to see the racing as much. But, oh, just what you can see there that never makes it to TV or the event is just stunning. Because like you said, yeah, putting out the fires, me burning my thigh on one of the headers. It, Easy. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's it's and just the emotion. You don't see that anywhere else. Yeah. We're going to reset with some affiliates. To get it as the Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Hall Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, coming up in moments. Welcoming in another round of affiliates. How you doing? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, coming up this hour. Mike Salinas, NHRA top fuel winner, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Going to go back about 15 years with Rick Mears, three-time IndyCar Series champion, a freaking flashback. Kyle Busch, your NASCAR Cup winner, will be joining us as well. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com, find the tire for that righteous ride. Put GTs on that ride, man. It's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right, Supercross raced in Nashville this weekend, and... Right where the Tennessee Titans play, it was Eli Tomac with the 450 win. Cooper Webb 
hanging on to the points lead. Cooper Webb still podium podiuming, by the way. And in the 250s, your winner was Martin Davalos, Austin Forkner with the 250 East Series points lead. And across the state, across all of Tennessee, all the way over to Bristol, was where NASCAR was playing around. Christopher Bell took the 300-lap Xfinity victory. And a guy you might have heard of named Kyle Busch won in cup. This is now his third win on the year. His 54th cup win overall. He's already in all three top series, surpassed the 205 mark. He's now tied, though, with his 54th cup win. He's now tied with Lee Petty, 10th all-time on the Monster Energy Cup Series wins list. A bit further south was where IndyCar had some fun. It was their weekend at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. And it turned out to be, oh, just so close of a flawless weekend for the Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan team. As both Graham Rahal and Takuma Sato qualified 1-2 on the weekend. Takuma, though, dominated the race from pole position to the win. We talked to him last hour. If you missed that interview, catch it on speedfreaks.tv tomorrow. Sticking with open wheel, I want to give a shout-out to Lewis Hamilton, supporting his brother Nicholas Hamilton in the British Touring Car Championship this weekend. Just an amazing story. His brother now with a modified car to deal with his cerebral palsy and still be able to race at the top level. Incredible story. you got to check it out on social if you haven't already. The winners in BTCC, Josh Cook, Andrew Jordan, and Tom Chilton. NHRA raced in Las Vegas. They're back on the West Coast-ish. Mike Salinas with the top fuel win. J.R. Todd, funny car, Bo Butner. <laughs> so much for retirement in pro stock. And Hector Arana Jr. in the motorcycles. Mike Salinas, his first ever Wally win. He's joining us next. Also coming up, Kyle Busch will be in here and a freaking flashback with Rick Mears. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance, excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider 
and get it. Check them out at MavTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MavTV is motorsports. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, where we've been doing it for 19 years, man. Affiliates across the country, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn. Damn it, you can take the freaks anywhere. Mike Salinas here in the Freak Nation. Been running in the NHRA for many, many years, but really, uh, this is a monumental moment for this dude. The four wide nationals going off in Las Vegas, and this is the race, Mike Salinas, where you get your first Wally in one of the most difficult racing environments in NHRA? Yeah, is it? Yeah, it, it is. It's just a, it's a little rough up here for air, but I have Alan Johnson. I'm not talking about the air, man. I'm talking about four wide, bro. That's 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 tough. That's easy when you're dyslexic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye on your own lane and have fun and go. We'll talk about that though, man. I I wish it was that easy because again, when you have so much horsepower around you, there are drivers that talk about that they're still not used to it and they've been doing it for years. What is it about you that you, you you sound like you're able to adapt to it so quickly? Actually, I'm nervous to go back to the and disappoint my crew and Alan and Brian. So I tried really hard, actually. Don't want to make mistakes. Everybody Everybody's working so hard to make this thing work. And uh, up until today, I felt like I was the weak link. But uh, these guys inspire me to work hard and be better. And uh, I've been trying a bunch of different things. And it's, and it's actually working. So I feel really comfortable and good. But now we can go win more races. Mike Salinas joining us here in the Freak Nation. Winner, top fuel winner. Uh, four wide nationals in Las Vegas. And you mentioned Alan Johnson. And we know what what kind of reputation he has of bringing championships to teams. Can you paint the picture of Alan Johnson working with you and what he does, not just for you, the engine, the team, but all-encompassing? Actually, I have Alan Johnson standing right here. Uh, why don't you have him answer it? Yeah, put Alan Johnson on the damn phone. Hi, Alan. Pretty good day for uh, Scrappers Racing, isn't it? Yeah, you bastard. It's, you got uh, Kenny and Crash and Statman with Speed Freaks. Hell of a deal, man. That was a good day in Vegas. Alan, talk about that. Again, Salinas sounds like a kid in a candy store when he talks about you coming to the team and, and what you could do for the team. What is it, without sound, and, and I, don't, I know you're not an arrogant dude, but what is it that you bring to teams that, that bring them success, Alan? You know, I think it, um, for one, it's, it's just a lot of experience, but also to have a great team 
with me. You know, my, my right-hand man, Brian, has been with me from back in uh, the Army days. And, you know, so we've raced together for, you know, a, a, quite a long time. And um, so we know what each other's thinking to the point where there's no questions there. And, um, and the crew, you know, it takes sometimes it takes a couple of years to get a crew developed to where they, they, can, they can work on the car and, and do the things. Like our car was really consistent today. And that's not necessarily a crew chief thing. That's a crew. That's a crew member thing. That's the team thing because they have to prepare everything perfectly. And if they do their job good, the car will be consistent. And and that's what happened today. It, it just really is a team win. And then Mike did a great job uh, driving the car today. So that that's really what it takes to win. Alan Johnson is the crew chief for Mike Salinas' winner today in the four wide nationals in Las Vegas. Alan, you've taken some of the biggest programs in drag racing to wins and championships at Force and at Schumacher. How difficult is it for you to go to a smaller program like Salinas and still pull off the magic? Well, you know, I mean, it, you don't need a gigantic budget, um, but you got to have the minimum budget. And so that's what we're trying to do with Mike is we're just trying to do the best we can on a minimum budget. And um, and there's no reason that if we do everything correctly this year that, that he can't uh, – he, he'll be in position to win a championship here, and he's not going to have to spend $5 million, and he doesn't need two or three different cars and teammates to do it. It's just a matter of having a good team behind you and, and having the minimum parts it takes to do it. And a little bit of fear factor, it sounds like. Alan Johnson, one of Salinas's first answers to us just a little bit ago was, I don't want to come back from around and disappoint my crew. What are you telling this guy? <laughs> you know, you know what? Well, we don't really tell him much at all. Uh, we just support him, um, and, and we just give him uh, help with some of our experience over the years with different drivers. Uh, and, and, you know, if you give him a good car and it's consistent, um, it's going to, that alone gives the driver confidence. And so there's the blend of confidence and, and that fear of, of letting your team down. And that, so it's not just the fear, it's the confidence that he has. He knows he has a good car. And then you had one of your drivers, Brittany Force, on the final round with this being the four wide nationals as well. How do you, <laughs> how do you tune <laughs> Salinas versus Brittany and knowing what she likes and what Salinas likes? It's, it's just well, seems to be know, a bizarre situation. They, they, the one thing they have in common is they all like fast cars. So if I give them a fast car, they're going to have the confidence. And, and, and Brittany was the same way. You know, when, when in her championship year, there, you know, in, in the last part of that year, she had a great car and she had a lot of confidence and she did great on the championship. And, and that's what we're trying to do with Mike is just give him a, a great car weekend and week out and um, let his confidence build and let the confidence of the team build and make a run for the championship. Before we get Mike Salinas back on the phone, Alan Johnson, you know we've been doing this for 19 years, and we've, of course, seen you at the races all over those years, and there's been times when you've been so damn good that people outside the business or inside the business said, Alan Johnson's just finding creative ways to cheat. Are you still finding creative ways to cheat, Alan Johnson? <laughs> now, that, 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 that's the furthest from the truth because, you know, my company, AJP, he builds parts for uh, at least, you know, probably sixty percent of the top fuel racers, and 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 I don't I don't ever want that to be tainted uh, with one of my cars ever being top cheating or anything. So we don't, we don't even go there. I know that. I'm just being a little facetious there, Alan, because you're just a badass. When you hear AJ Alan Johnson rolling in, it's like okay, let's just throw in the cards, bro. 
I wish they did that, but they don't. <laughs> it inspires them to do better. And you'll and you'll only hear stuff like that from the guys that we beat. That a boy. Get back on there, Salinas. Get back Salinas. on the phone, Salinas. We've known Alan for too damn long. Get on here, Salinas. <laughs> Good talking to you. Good talking to you, Alan. So, Mike, we're talking with Alan Johnson, and he's royalty in the pits. When you do grab a win like this, and it's a dominating win because you're beating those high-budget teams, it's it's nothing to but go down from here with the success that you achieved in Las Vegas. Well, actually, there's still quite a few races left. There's still 20 races left. So from here, now we're going to get as close as we can to that championship and keep moving. Mike Salinas, you're a businessman in San Jose, but your budget is smaller than some of the other programs out there, but you still get your first win today in Las Vegas. It must give you some inspiration when larger budget teams go out and win, and you go out there, and now you win as well. Well, we we basically are we, we're doing the same thing Torrance did. And Billy and Kay, Mama Kay and, and Steve, they are great people. Um we're doing the monkey see, monkey do. So that's what we, we saw from them. So we know it was possible because they paved the way for us. And, and they're good people, and they have fast cars, and it's pretty amazing. All right, Salinas, before we let you go, you said monkey see, monkey do. I know how those Torrances would party every once in a while. You going to replicate that as well? Uh, I don't drink, but um, I'm a little serious guy. But I think all my guys will all sit there and be the des- designated driver. Oh, Salinas, you could write a book with what could go on in your pit tonight. Yeah, we probably could. Hey, Mike, you're a, you're a man that drives a very fast car, and now you're a winning man that drives a very fast car, a man of, okay, few words. But, dude, first time in the Freak Nation, from what I recall. Congratulations, man. Let's do this again, bud. Yes, sir. I'll do my very best. Thank you. And coming up, another big-time winner. His name is Kyle Bush. Wins Bristol yet again. Next, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system... False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of. My bad, but our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free easy to set up and run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years. Total peace of mind. And guess what? Blink camera systems start at just $79.99 with no subscriptions. We were on vacation and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered. Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink. Just kidding. Not kidding. Save up to 42% on outdoor cameras or up to $200 on multi-camera XT systems through April 20th. Thanks to Blink, home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash offer. BlinkProtect.com slash offer. You have plenty of pictures in your home, but you've never seen anything like this before. Introducing Easy Tiles, the world's first photo tiles made of sleek and ultra lightweight glass. 
Easy Tiles makes it super simple. You use their exclusive app for iPhone and Android to upload as many photos as you like. Then they print them on tempered glass. Your order arrives on your doorstep in just days. And that's when the real fun begins. Because with Easy Tiles, you'll transform your living space with a gallery wall that will amaze each and every guest. Easy Tiles are even simple to hang. No hammer and no nails. And because they're mounted on small risers, they appear to float on your wall. Easy to order, easy to hang, and guaranteed for life. Now you can save 30% on any size order, plus get free shipping on orders of four or more. Just download the free Easy Tiles app at easytiles.com and turn your best memories into beautiful glass wall art. Plus, save big now with this special radio offer. That's easytiles.com. It's a trick. Your office throwing you all a little turny viewing party. They're trying to cage you in with cold pizza, one measly television, and if you're lucky, some watery beer and a paper cup. Don't be fooled. They're still expecting you to do some work. So while everyone's distracted, throwing up mousy high fives and trying to impress the boss with their hilariously bad bracket picks, make a break for B-dubs. There's no work at B-dubs. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Please drink responsibly. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. It's not often that NASCAR racing compares with stick and ball sports, but here's a stretch. The NCAA men's basketball final is Monday night between Texas Tech and Virginia. Two teams with a blend of experienced upperclassmen and talented, inexperienced freshmen. In fact, only two teams made up of inexperienced, one-and-done freshmen have ever won the title, Kentucky in 2012 and Duke in 2015. Apparently, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson were right. Old age and treachery always overcomes youth and skill. In NASCAR racing, it's personified in Joey Logano. He didn't win Sunday at Bristol, but each of the last six years, his average finishing position has improved. That includes the championship he won last year. Logano has gone a long way from the Rookie of the Year days in 2009 when everyone hated him because of his driving. Now they just hate him because he's a champion. Peace. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios. Kyle Bush, your winner from Bristol, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle, curious, 10 years ago, if the same thing would have happened to you on lap two, getting spun, what would Kyle Bush have done in the car 10 years ago versus what the hell you did today? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I'd like to think I could have done the same thing. You know, 10 years ago is a long time. We won a lot of races that back in 2008, so uh, 2009, whichever year you want to pick there. But, um, you know, we... We've had, um, you know, a successful season so far, and uh, we knew coming to Bristol that we were going to be one of the guys to beat. We knew we just needed to keep our focus, and we'd have a good race car. Um, it wasn't quite the race car that we'd expect to have here. Uh, we just couldn't make up speed there on the short run, but certainly the long run was where it was at for us. Would you have so much damage to the rear end of your cup car, Kyle Bush? Is there that much of an effect at Bristol versus, uh, you know, a two-mile, two-and-a-half-mile track? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... 
at Bristol, it's way smaller of an effect than if it was at a big track. In a big track, you'd actually have to probably fix the tail panel or something. I know there's a rule that you have to have your tail panel um, in place at mile and a half and above. But here, you know, if it would have got knocked off, we could have taken it off. It probably would have helped us even more. Kyle Busch is the winner of the NASCAR race at Bristol this weekend. Kyle, what is it about the Toyotas this year? Your car and all the other Toyotas seem to be a little bit quicker than all the rest of the field. Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's kind of us and uh, and the Penske guys. You know, it seems like the Penske guys are pretty fast. They certainly have had um, their eye on the prize here the last few weeks, last few races. And actually, the four car was really fast today, but he just got... He got behind early, and um, and he kind of got messed up there having to be lapped down and stuff. But overall, um, you know, that's just the way the season's kind of gone. It's been Gibbs. It's been Penske. So fortunately, um, you know, we're on the Gibbs front, and, and we've had some fast Toyotas, and carrying these Skittles colors to victory lane is pretty cool. Kyle, is there a certain preparation for Bristol where it's full speed ahead for three and a half or four hours versus another track like California Speedway or IMS where the straights are longer and the pace doesn't seem to be as intense? Uh, no, I mean, every week you kind of do your same preparations. You know, you go to the shop, you have your team meetings, and then you have um, uh, your, your paperwork, your homework, uh, that, that we call it, that we have to do during the week. Sometimes you watch film. Uh, other times when you um are going to some racetracks where it's a bit more challenging you know you look at some data specs and things like that uh but uh, overall i wouldn't say bristol you put any more emphasis on no oh heck yeah it is now the key point of this race i would say was you guys staying out with about 20 some odd laps to go whose decision was that was that yours or the crew uh adams he um he kind of sees things a little bit differently and has a different perspective than i do when it comes down to that stuff i'd always want to have tires but um you know knowing that there was only 15 laps to go and and knowing that there were going to be other people that were going to uh, stay out possibly with us, you know, you kind of got to take that gamble. That that just puts you in a better predicament for being able to hold off the guys that do come and get tires. And how difficult was it driving on relatively older tires? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I thought that we fired off on the restart pretty good. And I got a couple car lengths on my brother there. And then uh, he started to, to work the top lane of the racetrack. It started to run me back down a little bit, so I had to go to do the same thing and get to the top to try to stretch my way back away from him. And so it was interesting there. It was a little game of cat and mouse for a little while and, um, you know, had some fun. Kyle Bush, are you aware just how mad your brother is that you beat him? Well, yes and no. I mean, I've been down that road before, too, where he's supposed to let in a Legends car race, and he didn't, and I was really, really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Bush, you're winner for Bristol joining us here in the Freak Nation. Was there ever a time that you would let... Kurt win a race? Absolutely not. Why? <laughs> and like Kurt said post-race today, he would have crashed Kyle to win today. So, yeah, neither one of these guys. These are two of the most competitive in the entire field. No is that way. true? Is that true? Would Kurt erect your ass? Uh, I don't know. He says he would. So, I guess now i got free reign to go back on him anytime I'm behind him. <laughs> yes, you do. Kyle Busch joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, KB. You got it. Thank you, guys. Right on. And if you watched that race today at Bristol, you saw a number of folks give their respects to Daryl Waltrip, who is retiring at the end of the Fox broadcast for the NASCAR 2019 Cup season. And it all, in my opinion, started with the Jenna Fryer. Jenna Fryer. Jenna Fryer? Fryer, yeah, it just with sounded, the AP. Yeah, sounds weird. With Associated Press, put out an article out there. It's an opinion piece that it's time for Daryl Waltrip to get the hell out of there and she was hearing that that's been a part of the discussion so much so that I don't know if Daryl Walter was planning to announce it earlier this week that he was going to retire or not, but 
after the Jenna Fryer article, bam, he announces that he's going to be retiring once Fox turns it over to NBC. And I think you get to a point, and I'm going to get there. We're all going to get there to where it's just you just it's just done. I understand that. I don't know if Daryl Walter felt that it was done. I don't know if he felt the pressure, but I think when Jeff Gordon got into the booth with Daryl Walter, the first year was just very strange. It was it felt as if Daryl Walter was trying to trump what Jeff Gordon had accomplished and would even counter some of the insight that Jeff Gordon and I'm not giving Jeff Gordon a free ride, but seemed like Daryl Walter would try and trump some of the things that Jeff Gordon, the insight that Jeff Gordon was providing NASCAR fans. When Jeff was the more recent one out of the car and knew more about that particular car that was on the track. Yeah. And it's not a big surprise because, again, the Waltrips have been been synonymous with NASCAR for four decades, five decades, six decades. I don't know, five decades. But for him to leave the booth the way it happened was a little strange given it comes comes right – on the fresh tail of Jennifer Fryer's article in the Associated Press. Statman, did you see this coming? Did you get any inclination that Waltrip was going to hang it up this year at 72? No, uh, but I was I was moved a little bit. I do have to admit this. When I saw Logano give a pretty you know, a glowing tribute to uh, Waltrip and – they came back to Waltrip, and he was almost broken apart. He couldn't say anything. I, you know, I mean, it's. I think Waltrip was kind of a. Uh, what's the word? He might have been a caricature of himself. All that boogity 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 stuff that he did for so many years, and uh, I think he's outgrown that a little bit. And uh, I think he could still offer some things, not as much as Gordon, obviously. But it's kind of where Benny Parsons was when Parsons was there. He'd been out of the car so long that he didn't know what the current car and the current racing craft was like. Daryl Waltrip started, I believe, with Fox a year before we started this show. No, the Fox broadcast came on in 2001. The very first broadcast was Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s death. Are you sure about that? I'm absolutely positive. Because it says 19 years with Fox. Yeah, he started in February of 2000. Excuse me, 2001. Because mm-hmm. we all remember that broadcast. Yeah, and that that's what, I mean, that was their network debut. It was Fox, Big Boy Fox. And uh, yeah, that was their very first one. We had already been on the air six months. And I think that it was one of those where you saw that broadcast and, and it, it was cool. And the boogity boogity boogity, I I didn't like that from the get go. It was so hickory fueled that it was like no. no. Some of the photography that they were doing pre race was different than what had been done in the past, and you felt like you were right there with them, and you didn't really feel that from the TNT broadcasts or anything else prior. So yeah, there there was a, a definite heightened energy with Fox coming on board with NASCAR. Yes, yeah, man, go back and look at some of those broadcasts, TNT or CBS, even ESPN. It the transition from those to Fox, you go back and look at some of those Fox broadcasts and think, man, those are antiquated. But at the time, <laughs> the transition, I mean, that's that's what catapulted the series yeah. was Fox picking this thing up and putting their NFL spin on it. Oh, I think without question that was the case. In fact, we talked about it, how much more energy they had, how mm-hmm. much more production value they had, and it forced everybody else to get off the – 
you know, get off the snide a little bit and, and bring some game to what was happening. Um, you know, we, we've been, yeah, I mean, started to say something that perhaps was too inside, but, uh, yeah, people, when they, when you bring something to the, to the game, somebody else has to step up and, and meet that, you know, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight to, to mangle some metaphors there. And, you know, you have to, you have to come prepared. And if you don't, then, um, you're going to lose. You just don't like to – I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm not going to pretend to know how this thing went down with Daryl Waltrip. But I was done. Maybe he was just ready. You know, <laughs> I mean, it could be that, right? that he's been around. He's been going to racetracks for 50, more than 50 years. Yeah. So, you know, after a while, it's like, what am I doing this for? If he doesn't <laughs> need the money, why do it? And the – the number of announcers who have come and gone in all the motorsports series that we've covered over the last almost 19 years. I don't know if there is one bigger than Daryl. Oh, come on. We'd have to think about it though. Uh, some, come on. Some I mean, of the not, big names in any turn. Brent Musburger. He just did, no. he just did the Indy 500. No, yeah, he, he just did one. Uh, wow. Because it's like Statman was saying, a character of himself, his personality. If he was, again, he, the Waltrips, Michael Waltrips' personality sold more sponsorship than any of his driving ever did. <laughs> yeah, true. And yeah, that was Darryl, because of his social media. Wait a minute. We talked to Jim Lampley. Lampley yeah, yeah Lamps. Than, there you go. Than, uh, Jim Lampley. Waltrips. Yeah. But you've got a guy that spent... 30 years in racing and then goes to the booth for almost another 20 man jeez freak nation it's a freaking flashback with rick mears i believe it's 15 years ago rick mears who i guess he still works for penske at this oh, time yes. right oh he is yeah he and tim Sindrick, they make those cars go and they make those drivers go yeah yeah Rick Mears, three-time IndyCar Series champion, four-time Indy 500 winner. Coming up on a freak of flashback, Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. <laughs> oh, this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. 
What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. That I'm actually a chess painter. Pirate fans unite! That was not on the profile. So now you've heard. Geico. Saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, 15 years ago, I believe it was, we had Rick Mears in on a specialty Saturday show that we did exclusively for Sirius. Well, it wasn't Sirius XM. It was Sirius. Statman and I hosted the show. And Rick Mears, three-time IndyCar Series champion, was one of our guests, again, on a Saturday afternoon. And at the time, I believe Elio Castro Neves was with Roger Pinsky. I believe Sam Hornish was at the time. And these young, young drivers at the time were being mentored by Rick Mears, who's just a legend when it comes to IndyCar and racing in general. And we kicked it off talking to Rick Mears about really being relatable to younger drivers and those younger drivers hearing what you're saying. Rick Mears with the Freaks. Well, you know, I'm just, I feel fortunate to be in a position uh, to be able to try to help. I remember all... You know the help that a lot of the guys gave me when I first started, and uh, and I really appreciated that, and I knew how much it meant to me. So, and I've always enjoyed that aspect of it. I kind of got that reputation early on, and somebody new would come in, and um, you know their owner or their uh, chief mechanic or team manager or whatever would say, "Go down and talk to Mears. He'll help you out." And uh, you know, so I, I kind of got that reputation, and and I've always enjoyed helping and watching guys grow and. And uh, when I was driving until they became a threat, then the help ceased. <laughs> <laughs> and who was that we were talking to in the trucks? Oh, it was Carl Edwards who said yeah, the same thing. He said the same thing. Uh, he used to get help from uh, Musgrave. Uh-huh. And and when uh, when he started to run at the front of the line, Mus- Ted Musgrave said, I eh, just waved at him and smiled and kept going. <laughs> he wouldn't stop and help him then. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I, I ran across a lot of that. Bobby Andrew was one of the first ones to help me when I started because uh, uh, I'd met him through running Pikes Peak. And uh, so when I first started getting into the champ cars, and uh, he would take me out and run me around tracks and say, you know, this is where you, what to do and what not to do, the kind of thing, and, and uh, until I became a threat. And, and he backed up a little bit, too. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I appreciate, Rick, and please take this the right way, when I see you in the pits working with some of the young people, and thank you for not, your hair is getting salt and pepper and a little more salt and pepper nowadays, <laughs> but thank you for not dying it, trying to be anything other than Rick Mears, a legendary driver and a legendary person. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, you know, I don't, I don't feel any different, and I don't want to be any different, and uh, I take that as a compliment very much, and uh, I just enjoy it. I, I still enjoy when I retired from the driving, uh, the desire was going away, and I, I knew with the desire the, the ability would go too, so that wouldn't be fair to the team, And but I didn't want to get away from the sport. I still love the sport. Um, it's been my life, and, and uh, so I, I definitely wanted to stay involved, and I was very fortunate with Penske, you know, for him to give me that opportunity when I uh, told him I was thinking about, you know, getting out of the seat, um, you know, he that was one of the first things he said. Well, we want you to stay involved, and uh, which really helped help me make my decision much easier. Rick Mears, <laughs> former champion, car champion here in the pits, and Rick, did you do some testing for Formula One back in the day? Uh, yes, I did. In the early '80s, uh, I did a test for Bernie Ecclestone when he owned the Brabham team. And um, I did a couple of tests at Paul Ricard and uh, another one at Riverside. And, uh, you know, had I have chosen to go that way, I, I would have been uh, teammates with Nelson Piquet, which it was the right team, you know, the right time uh, to do it. Uh, you know, they ended up winning the, the world championship, I think, the following year. Nelson did. So it was the right place to be, but I just... You know, I, I stepped back and took a look and thought, what makes me happy? I, you know, I got into this as a hobby. I never dreamed of making a living at it. And, and um, I wanted to do what would make me the happiest. And I enjoyed uh, racing in the U.S. I enjoyed uh, the combination of, um, you know, speedways, of short tracks, um, permanent circuits, road circuits, you know. And, and we had that combination here. Thank you for not coming back, too. I forgot to tell you that because so many guys, they, they, they go out there and they start to back up and, you know, they don't have enough sense to say, look, it's time to stop. The, 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 one of the things that, that I um, have been fascinated by is that you came from off-road and became one of the, the biggest names in all of motorsports history. And that's being done by Jimmy Johnson now, who came from off-road, and he's now becoming a, a major star in NASCAR. What do you learn from Robbie Gordon? The same thing. What do you learn from off-road? I know that in, in motorcycles, they learn control from an unstable environment like off-road. Is that the same thing that you learn in an open-wheel environment? Very, very similar. I mean, uh, you know, I started out on motorcycles actually before I got into the cars off-road, and, and obviously the motorcycles teach you not to make mistakes because it's going to hurt if you make one. <laughs> and, um, you know, the desert, I think, you know, a lot of people don't really give the off-road the credit that it's, uh, that it's due. I know uh, when I started running off-road, Parnelli Jones was racing in off-road, and, and that's where I met him. And, um, you know, he'd already run Indy cars, and he was back playing in the desert. And, you know, one of the key things that helped was first, you know, saving equipment, keeping the car under you, uh, trying to learn the pace that's fast enough to win but slow enough to finish. Uh, that's key in just about any form of racing I've ever been in. 
and um, and concentration. You know, when you go down to, to Baja and you've got one lap that's 800 miles long, you can't memorize it. I don't care how many times you practice it. And you have to learn to get the most out of that corner the first time you approach it. Uh, you don't get to, to practice and build up. You have to... Uh, so you got to focus and stay focused for 10, 12, 14 hours at a time. And I think that uh, that concentration was really a big plus. Rick, we're talking about Formula One, and I had my very first experience with Formula One in Indianapolis this past weekend. And, of course, the first thing that that really rocks my boat is the, the wine and the sound of those cars. When you're in, when you're in the cockpit of, the, of, the, of those things, do you get the same sensation that we do in the stands? Uh, a little bit at first, you know, but you get used to it, and uh, you, you, know, you don't really realize uh, the RPMs that are turning. I mean, they're up around 19, 18, 19,000, I believe, today, <laughs> and, uh, you know, which is quite high. And uh, when you really realize what they're turning is when they come apart, they come apart in a big way. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very impressive at first, but then, you, you know, you get accustomed to it just like you're doing anything. Then there was the whine that I heard from from a lot of the highfalutin people. It just kind of bothered me. It didn't ruin my weekend, but there added, a lot of the attitudes, the European attitudes in the paddock and pit areas absolutely drove me crazy. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I, I think that's kind of one of the reasons I, I chose to stay with the racing in the States. Um, you know, I, I love the attitudes of the, the, the people here in the racing. And, you know, to me, I, I was a racer, and, and I, I wanted when I got to do the test, the Formula One car, I, it made me realize I got that kind of out of my system. It made me realize that it was a race car, uh, just like every other race car I'd ever been in. It just uh, it likes different things, and, and you learn to adapt, and that's another thing off-road racing taught me early on was how to adapt to things, and that's what this sport's all about. So, you know, it was a race car. You, you, you tried to accomplish the same things, get the balance of the car, get through the corner as quick as possible, and, uh, and I realized that it was just another race car, and and I felt we could be competitive if we wanted to go that direction. So then it really just boiled down to what's going to make me happy. And uh, and I felt, you know, staying here in our series would, would make me the happiest. You know, we just got some email here that uh, Ron Caps, the funny car driver, is a huge fan of yours and uh, wanted to tell you hello, that he's psyched. He's going to be on the show later. He's just psyched hey, to, hear, to hear that you're on the program. Well, that same goes here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, so... Um, Appreciate that. You ever do you ever think about doing anything else? You did off road and won championships, and you did uh, uh, open wheel and won championships. You ever have any dream or inkling at all that you might want to do something as insane as drive a funny car or a top fuel car? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I've had all the fun I could stand. <laughs> but Rick, we hear that constantly from I don't I don't care if it's Supercross riders or NASCAR guys, or open-wheel guys, that to say the balls these fuelers and funny car pilots have to drive these things is unbelievable. Well, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it has to be. I, I can't even imagine um, the, the feeling that those things give you with the acceleration, you know, the G-loading on the, you know, coming off the line and, and through the quarter, the amount that it's got to mash you back in the seat has got to be incredible. I know my brother uh, drove a, an old front engine car of Tony Walkups or um, I'm not Tony, Tony Waters years ago, and Double uh, A Fueler is a front engine car at the time. He said he couldn't breathe, couldn't see <laughs> uh, the fumes, and uh, and he lined up. And he, they they sent him off, and he said he stepped on the throttle and started sideways. He backpedaled, throttled it again 
started sideways again. He backpedaled. He said it was about half tracking. When he went through the lights, he was still thinking about the first time it went sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said things did happen very quick. Now, they couldn't have happened any faster than here you are, inches from a wall, going 200 miles an hour plus with people around you and passing and people you passing other people and the great passes that happened in turn one at uh, Indy, that's, that's got to be something close to that, huh? Well, it is, I, you know, in its own right, I guess, in, in a different way. It's, and it's all relative, um, so to speak. But it's just, uh, you know, that's what you grow up with and you get used to it. And, uh, you know, and hopefully everybody you're running within inches of is, is on the same wavelength you are. And uh, thinking, you know, pretty much the same things, and uh, and uh, you're all, you know, it's it's probably I feel safer on the track a lot of times than I do on the street because hopefully we are all thinking the same things. We had a fan call in, uh, at, oh, I don't know how long, a couple of weeks ago. He's from Buffalo. His name is Jim. He's a truck driver, and he remembers being at Indy and watching. And I hope I get this right. Watching a young upstart, Michael. Andretti drive around you on the outside at uh, turn one at Indy. Yeah, ninety-one. That was uh, my next to the last year that I ran there. Yeah, that must it, have got that must have got your undivided attention when this young punk drives around. Do you know who I am? I'm Rick Mears. <laughs> well, I saw it coming. It was on a restart, and it was toward the end of the race. And and, and you know now it's getting down to showtime, and it's it's you know you like I heard you on the program earlier. You spend the first half getting to the second half, and the second half, you know. Mm-hmm positioning yourself to win and we were down to that time and we were on a restart and he had a pretty good run so i knew he was going to go by me somewhere and uh so i just left him the high side and he took it and went went around which is you know it was a, a good move and then um fortunately you know the way the timing all worked out i had a pretty good run and and, and draft on him the next lap and was able to return the favor but um and uh, you know we finished up that way so it was a good day for us Rick Mears, three-time Champ Car champion here. When you see finishes, for instance, at Texas or quite a few of your Indy Racing League IndyCar finishes that are going on now, are those basically the same finishes that you remember on the ovals, but TV just covers them from a better and maybe even a, a different angle this year to really capture those finales? Well, I think that the television you know, is, is definitely better uh, probably in that respect, but I think we have uh, more closer finishes today than we used to. Uh, you know, you used to maybe get a finish like that once in a while, but you, you know, there were fewer and further between than they are now. Mm-hmm. The, the competition today is is you know much closer, uh, much more cars in that pack, so to speak, uh, at the end of the race. I mean, there's been this past couple of years has been the the closest finishes in history in in one, two, and three car groups, and and I think the last one was even about four or five cars very close. So. Um, you know the the nature of the the, the game the, the IRL series is you know the the rules are very have been very stable the cars are all very close and uh, and it's really creating a lot of very very good very close racing. Not, not much, much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio oh, or helio. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Lose. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. <laughs> 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 
How do you follow up a freaking flashback of 15, 16 years ago with Rick Mears, three-time IndyCar Series champion, four-time Daytona, excuse me, Indy 500 champion? Oh, you followed up a little bit of butt dialing. That's what you do. Oh. Huh? Woman sues boyfriend for a million dollars after he butt dials her while having a little hoochinanny with another man. Tennessee gal is suing her boyfriend of four years for $1 million after he accidentally butt-dialed her while having a graphic phone sex encounter with another man. The complainant girlfriend filed a lawsuit alleging battery, intentional, and neglect infliction of emotional distress, negligence, and fraud. Was it a FaceTime call? (laughs) God. Uh, yeah. How about that? And act. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not gonna go there. You, you were waiting for that, weren't you? Well, yeah. I was waiting for a comma so that I could drop that. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, you deserve one. Brilliant. Yeah. The woman who was allowed. The woman who was allowed by a judge to file under a pseudonym says she listened to the tryst which subjected her to explicit sexual conversation and her boyfriend narrating various actions for 88 minutes. Maybe that's the problem, babe. He went 80 minutes longer with this guy than he ever did with you. She also claims shortly after the incident, she learned that she... Oh, okay. Go there. Hmm. Yeah, there you go, Statman. I'm sure Rick Mears, if he's listening, thinks that's a hell of a way to follow up a fantastic 15-minute interview with one of the greatest open-wheel drivers in the history of mankind. Oh, my. You a man whore. Stat man, stop it with that, will you? Jeez. Uh, I, I just remember calling him once to try to get to Casey. Casey gets out of the car and said, why'd you call my uncle to get to me? I'm going to get Casey Mears. Do you want to touch my monkey? Hey, Casey Mears. Let me go through you, your uncle to get you. Because your PR people at the time stunk. Yeah, not even your dad. Your uncle. Like a sex machine. Yeah. Pulling out some oldies with goodies for you, Freak Nation. Call a four-time Indy winner to read something. (laughs) Excuse me while I whip this out. Rick Mears is just full class. He is just... Just listening to that, I was fascinated with his stories all over again. And his knowledge of all forms of motorsport. Just, wow. Whatever. We'll do it again next Sunday night. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.